Backwards Judges, the second chapter. <clears throat> Verses 1 through 14. We have a quite a bit of reading, but hopefully the sermon is short, sweet, and anointed. And the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto a land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I would never break my covenant with you and you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Turn to that neighbor and ask him, why did you do it? Wherefore, I also said, I, have, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides. And their gods shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And they called the name of that place Bochum, and they sacrificed there unto the Lord. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man unto his inheritance, to the possession of land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. After all that he has done, and Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timahirs, in the Mount of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gash. And also all that generation that were gathered unto the fathers, and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other lowercase gods, gods that don't have no power, of the gods of the people that were around them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Astroth. And the angel of the Lord was hot against Israel and delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. And we'll end right there. Bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness that you have shown to each and every one of us. A brand new mercy. My God. We have seen even on today. Father, we're asking that your word will come forth with power, authority, and anointing. My God, hallelujah. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you right now. Speak to your people. My God, that we might hear and do. Work in us both the will and the do of your good pleasure. And keep us in your care. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. 
I want to give honor to God, who's the head of my life and from whom all my blessings flow. It's in him that I live and move and have my being. And without him, I could do, be, nothing. Certainly, we thank God for the spirit and the memory of my father, the district elder, who will always be with me and tied to my ministry. We certainly thank God for First Lady Rosalind Dumas, First Lady Emeritus Mother Jeanette Dumas, to the great helps and assistance to the past and the person of Elder Oscar Roberts and Elder Norman Tyree, and to the saints of the Most High God. I want to greet you in the precious name of Jesus by saying praise the Lord. It will be four short days from today, and I will have completed 21 years as the pastor here of New Grace. Four short days, 21 years. And many of you probably remember my brother, the early, the honorable, Elder Alvin Delnor Dumas. <clears throat> that was groomed to take this position of which I now hold. He was, when my father was uh, elected as pastor, uh, they called him on the phone and asked him if they could put his name in the hat, if you will. And he agreed, not being one of a drawback spirit, but he had no clue. It wasn't until the phone rang later, way over in the evening, and they told him that you are now the pastor of New Grace. I think it was Grace Temple. I don't think the apostolic was on it at that time. Grace Temple. Man, certainly we thank God. Um, Elder Nelson Turner, many of you may know him, as well in his age, and even older than my father. And so he was, uh, as a result of the election, made the assistant pastor. And it wasn't long after my father began to pastor that Alvin was put in the position of assistant pastor. And he served alongside my father for many years. Uh, educated man, engineer, also went to uh, the, he got his degree in religious studies, education, went to seminary, uh, instrumental in working with the building committee um, and what we see and enjoy today. And just 21 years ago, Alvin that had been prepared and groomed to be the assistant, the next person that would stand behind this desk and lead this congregation, made his transition. And we were heartbroken. We had questions. I know I had questions. Some of us even were questioning God. And my father didn't know that he had a David that was working on the back nine. I didn't know myself. And 
certainly all eyes were on him as we laid Alvin to rest and he stood behind this very desk. He did not preach the eulogy, but he should have because he said everything that we needed to know. You know, um, this book of Judges is named after leaders that would emerge, that will lead God's people through difficult times. And certainly, that was a difficult time. My father stood behind this very desk and gave us our text, our thought for today, as everyone was looking to him and we all knew that my father was not no spring chicken anymore. All of his eggs being in one basket, he stood before the church and he said it's better to know God than to know the answer. That's what God will give leaders. We all saw President Biden get rattled when he's asking for yet more sanctions upon Russia. And the reporter asked, well, if the previous sanctions didn't work, what makes you think that more sanctions will work? Well, he misspoke. He said, well, I never said that the sanctions would deter, but that's exactly what he told us. But I know what he meant to say. <laughs> uh, the sanctions were not going to stop this war, but certainly they would deter, make it harder for President Putin to oppress a free and democratic people, a democracy. And it's oftentimes tough when you're in a position of leadership and all eyes are upon you. People are looking for you to say something that will kind of make sense out of what we're going through and what's happening. And I thank God for my father, man, a judge who God raised up to lead his people in the most difficult time of this ministry, he said, it's better to know God than to know the answer. My God, these judges, God raised them up and they were governors, if you will, in the fullest sense. Military leaders, if you will, with full executive, legislative, and judicial authority. I'm on somebody. Many times individuals, they feel a church is a democracy. And that can be the furthest thing from the truth. It's an autocratic system of government, a rule, if you will, where leadership comes from the top and it flows down. Thank God it's not a dictatorship. Nobody's being forced to stay in this thing. God said, I set before you life and death. You do the choosing. Many of you all will recall when they had problem with Jesus, they said this man is going to give us blood to drink and, and flesh to eat. And they turned and walked away. And Jesus said to the disciples, will you too? You can hit the door too if you want to. This is a free. God wants you to worship him freely. My God. So it's not a dictatorship, but it's not a democracy. My God, we had a preamble like the Constitution of the United States, it would not begin, we the people. 
Come on, somebody. If we were to have one, it would sound like, in the beginning, God. Come on, somebody. They even asked him, Jesus, how should we pray? He said, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. My God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the church and on the earth as it is in heaven. It's always pointing to him as our leader and as our guide. My God, the judges that were raised up were to teach Israel how to serve God. You all remember, and we went back even to Abraham. He was just a pagan worshiper. People that had worshiped pagan gods and fall, fell into idolatry needed to be taught how to worship God. For they that worship him must worship him in... Glad I'm in a Bible-reading church. So the judges were to instruct them how to serve God. My God, person coming out of idol worship didn't know how to position themselves before God. And what we read here is an angelic announcement. The covenant had been broken. And this was a significant change in Israel's relationship with God. At Mount Sinai, God made a covenant with Israel. God's part was that he was going to make Israel a royal priesthood, a set-aside people, my God, a special nation, my God, to protect them and have unique blessings upon them. He even said, I'll bless them that bless you, and I'll curse them that curse you. But Israel's part was that they were supposed to love the God, their God with all of their mind, soul, come on somebody, their spirit, to put God first, keep his commandments, keep his statutes, come on somebody, my God. And because they had disobeyed the words, they had broken the covenant with God, God told them our agreement is now off. It's null and void among somebody. God still wanted Israel as a holy people among somebody. We read in Luke 26 chapter and Deuteronomy the 28. God was going to use oppression to bring them back to him. Judges records instances that God allows their enemies, among somebody, to oppress Israel. No one can escape the consequences of going against and being disobedient to God's word. My God. Israel knew that they had sinned and transgressed God's word, and they responded in deep sorrow. The Bible says when they heard this message given by the angel, that they wept. But the key to them returning as a chosen people was repentance and asking God for forgiveness. True repentance is turning away, having a godly sorrowfulness. If you slap my face and say you're sorry, you know the Bible says, forgive your brother seven times 70. If you're counting, you got it wrong. You missed the revelation altogether. Anytime your brother turns, and ask for forgiveness. 
we ought to forgive them. But, you know, you send me a strange message when you slap my face and say I'm sorry, and you slap my face again, and you say I'm sorry, and slap my face another time. I may not wait for you to say I'm sorry. Now, listen, the pastor's trying to be saved, too. <laughs> People think the pastor, he just got it all together. No. <laughs> No, he, he needs patience too. God's working on me too. But true repentance is turning, having a Godful sorrowfulness and turning away. My God, for those things that are not pleasing unto God. And when we are aware of things in our lives that God is not pleased with, we should repent and turn. Instead of trying to cover my God and make excuses for our sins. My God, hallelujah. And upon the death of Joshua, there was another generation that grew up that knew not God. Nor his blessings. They failed to teach future generations of the things that God had done for them how God had opened up the Red Sea. Come on, somebody. How he walled up uh, Jericho. Come on, somebody. Jericho was walled up, but he brought the walls down. Come on, somebody. Joshua had been the obvious successor to Moses, uh, but there was no obvious successor to Joshua. Come on, somebody. And Israel need to know it doesn't matter who's in the position of leadership. God is always the head. Come on, somebody. So this generation of Israelites, they abandoned the faith that their parents had. And they began to worship idols. My God, which violated two of the Ten Commandments. My God, the Canaanites had gods for every season. And by contrast, Israel had only one. Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord our God is, he's only one. Come on, somebody. My God, and those pagan worshipers, they couldn't worship their God as creator because it was them that created them. Come on, somebody. And all of their idols represented central and carnal, and immoral aspects of human nature. But God's nature is holiness. Righteousness, without which no man shall see the Lord. God was angry with Israel and he allowed them to be punished by their enemies. And one of the things that was, I guess, the nail in the coffin, God was able to use their enemies to punish them because Israel never did drive them out. Come on, somebody. When God says kill away gag, that means to put the cigarettes in the trash and take the trash and put it out in the dumpster and let the garbage man take it away. It makes no, you know, I'm putting these away. Well, what are you putting them away for? You know right where those cigarettes are. Don't empty that trash. When God tells you to put away those things, you put them away. And God said, listen, my agreement to protect you from those enemies is now off. And your enemy now is going to become your Achilles heel, if you will. Those things that I promised to protect you from are going to be a thorn in your side. 
my God. And I'm wondering today how many of us have things in our lives that are, that are our Achilles heel because we have not totally surrendered under God. Come on, somebody. My God, God now is going to allow those enemies to stay to prove Israel. My God, this younger generation will be required to both exercise faith and obedience in their God. Anytime that enemy finds that house swept, garnished, yet unprotected, he comes back and he brings seven more that is stronger than him. My God, I had the testimony of individuals that said, Pastor, you know, God delivered me of cigarette smoking, but I wanted to take one more taste. And they almost lost their life. Come on, somebody. That very thing that God delivered you from, because you decided to go back and get one more taste. He said, now it's going to be a thorn in your side. Individuals that have beautifully been delivered of drugs and decided, you know, I'm going to hang out just one more night. Come on, somebody. My God, now find themselves a whole new addiction. Come on, somebody. Anytime God deliver you of a situation, my God, how careful we ought to be not to go back, as the scripture says, as a dog go back to his vomit. My God, many times, saints of God, I observe what's going on and what's happening in this world. And we're living in times now of instant gratification. People don't want to wait. People don't want to suffer. Come on, somebody. My God, we want instant gratification. We want instant results, and long gone are the days of praying and fasting and waiting on the Lord. Come on, somebody. Staying on your knees. Hallelujah. My God, and because we live in an evil day and a fallen society, those individuals that have taken oaths to protect and serve, uh, become the abusers. Come on, somebody. Parents, my God, that will abuse their own children because they have failed to surrender unto God. God is saying now, your enemies, my God, is going to be a thorn in your side. Parents that can't bring uh, salary home because they're stopping by MGM Casino. Come on, somebody. Parents now that cannot provide for their children because they got the casino in their pocket. My God. Parents that are to be the providers, the guardians. My God, hallelujah, are failing to protect their children. My God, hallelujah. And many of blessings go uncommitted. My God. Many blessings go unclaimed. My God. Many blessings are withheld because we have not fully trusted and leaned on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says, And this know also, that in the last days that perilous times are going to come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. I'm on somebody. And uh, parents, that's not talking about just unsaved kids. Saved kids are going to be disobedient. 
to parents. <laughs> Unthankful. A spirit of entitlement. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those things that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. My God, people nowadays are seeking everything, looking for love in all the wrong places, for satisfaction. My God, hallelujah. But Jesus is the answer for the world today. My God, I'm reminded of Paul that was saw a group of Athenians at Athens. My God, the Bible says for all were Athenians and strangers which were, uh, they spent their time in nothing else uh, but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Come on somebody. See, God is the same yesterday. He's the same today. Come on, somebody. And if he bless you on tomorrow, he'll still be God. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that, there, uh, that in all things you are too superstitious. My God, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with an inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. My God, these were philosophers and my God, people that studied Greek. My God, educated folk. And they had a God for everything, a God of harvest and a, a God of uh, of 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 the, the moon and the God of the stars and a God of fertility. And then they said, you know what, We're gonna, we need to catch y'all. So they set up an altar to the unknown God, just in case. Come on, somebody. Paul said, now that's the God you need to know. Come on, somebody. A God that is a supplier of all of your needs. My God, hallelujah. He's the God of the moon and of the stars and of the earth. Everything was created by him and nothing was made without him. Come on, somebody. That's the one that you need to know. Come on, somebody. My God, I thank God, uh, saints, hallelujah, uh, for the testimony and the individuals in my life that have been instrumental in shaping me and molding me into the man that I am today. Thank God for a father that's instructed me in the ways of God and a mother, my God, that tended to the home and fed me. Bishops that I have known and I have admired and have poured into my life. My God, mentors and coaches and, and encouragers and well-wishers, even my haters that toughened me up. Come on, somebody. My God, and I, I thank God for the testimonies uh, that I received, my God, of my father. Come on, somebody. My God, my father was talking about how uh, that uh, he trusted God and believed God. And uh, a father of, I don't know how many children he had at the time, but would put away his tithing and his offering. Come on, somebody. And the family went without. Didn't even feed the kids. Come on, somebody. My God, and got on his knees and began to call on God. Come on, somebody. Anybody know anything about God? Trusting God anyhow? Come on, somebody. My God, I don't know how God is going to do it. And I don't know how he's going to provide. Got down on his knees and before the prayer ended. Come on, somebody. Somebody was knocking at the door and groceries was coming in. My God, and it was such a dire need. 
He didn't say, well, we'll wait till morning and have breakfast. He called and said, honey, we're going, we're getting ready to eat. Come on, somebody. All right, guys, I thank God for an own time, God. You know, he may not show when you want him, my God, but somebody said when he gets there, he's right on time. Hallelujah. Hi, God, hallelujah. I thank God for those individuals, my God, my father in particular, hallelujah, who took the call here in Ann Arbor, hallelujah. My God, when it was already said and proclaimed, uh, there couldn't be no church in Ann Arbor. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. But look what God has done, hallelujah. My God, if we will apply ourselves and my God, hallelujah, remember what God has done on yesterday, hallelujah. What he has done for your fathers and what he did for your mother and what he's done for your family. What he did for you on yesteryear and what he's doing for you right now. Come on, somebody. My God, hallelujah. And I've even got enough nerve to start praising God for what he's getting ready to do. Come on, somebody. My God, because I can open up my mouth and say, God is not through blessing me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He promised me my ladder is going to be greater than what I'm going through. Come on, somebody. My God. So I thank God for those testimonies. I thank God for those individuals. Hallelujah. But I heard somebody say, Mama may have and Daddy may have, but God bless the child that has his own walking relationship with God. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm so glad God has revealed himself unto me. Hallelujah. Uh, that God has given me a testimony. Come on, somebody. My God, hallelujah. I can open up my mouth, hallelujah, and say, he brought me out of the miry clay. Come on, somebody. He set my feet on a rock to stay, hallelujah. A song of his praises I can sing today. Come on, somebody. I can bless the Lord at all times, hallelujah. My God, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I wonder if I got any witness in here today, hallelujah. My God, when God gives you a testimony, my God, it gives you boldness to open up your mouth. Come on, somebody, and start talking about the goodness of God. I'm not talking about mountaintop praises. I'm talking about some valley praises that can open up your mouth, hallelujah, and say God is still in control. God is still in charge. Come on, somebody, I got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right. Is there anybody here that can open up your mouth? My God, there may be something going wrong on the job. Maybe something going wrong at home. Maybe something going wrong in your family. It might be something wrong with you, but you can open up your mouth and say, I got a feeling that everything it's going to be all right. Come on, somebody. I wonder, is there anybody here that got that boldness that will cause you to open up your mouth? Like David said, is there not a cause? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would dare defy the armies of the Lord? Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and give God glory because the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Is there anybody here that knows that God will, God will provide for you. God will see you through. God will fight your battle. Somebody said, if I hold my peace and let the Lord, let the Lord fight my battle. Victory, victory, it shall be mine. Come on, somebody, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Open up your mouth and give God glory. David said, this Philistine, he's going to be just like the lion and the bear. When I was out there tending my father's sheep, come on somebody, the adversary came in 
and he thought he was going to take of my father's sheep but David said not on my watch come on somebody David said I pursued him and he rose up against me God blessed me and I slew him come on somebody my God there's something about when you got a testimony you can open up your mouth say I don't know the end of this thing but the God that brought me out on last night the God that brought me out on yesteryear that God he will see me through anybody here come on somebody jump to your feet and say this is the day that the Lord has made I got a feeling that everything is going to be shout all right all right all right I double dog dare you to open up your mouth and say the Lord the Lord come on somebody put your hand and say the Lord wear your head back say the Lord the Lord he's blessing me right now come on somebody y'all act like you're scared the devil got you bound but I dare you to jump to your feet and say the God that I serve he will he will answer prayer shall yeah shall yeah come on somebody I'm reminded of brother Elijah when there was no water and there was no rain and God sent him to the widow woman she said I ain't got nothing I don't know why you're coming to me she said I got a few sticks I'm gonna make a cake me and my son we're gonna eat and we're gonna die but when God give you a testimony you'll say wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute why would you die when God when God will supply your ever need shout yeah proof come on somebody I dare you to walk your Jericho wall I dare you to walk your wall and shout with a shout your wall your wall point that finger that sanctified finger point it at somebody say your wall But neighbor, y'all ain't talking to nobody. Say neighbor, it's better to know God than to know the answer. Shout yeah, shout yeah. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I never know that. Call him. Call your healer. 
was a young man but now I'm old I've been through a lot of scrapes I've been through some hard times some bad times I've been through some times when I couldn't make ends meet but he said I never somebody said we're overcome by the testimony of the saints in a whole lot of fights my back has been against the wall but you can tell somebody I'm still standing my weeping may endure for a night but tell somebody I'm still standing didn't have dimes to rub together but tell somebody I'm still I'm still I'm still holding to God's Changing hand, shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah. Somebody say you can't make me doubt him. Devil, you should have took me out a long time ago. You should have took me out when I was in the test. Come on, somebody. My God, hallelujah. You should have took me out while I was at my weakest moment. But somebody said, even Jeremiah, the word came unto him. Glory! He said, it's just like fire. It's just like fire. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, strangest thing, I've never seen people on fire stand still. You know, fire make you move, fire make you jump. Fire make you run. I wonder if there's anybody here that got the fire of the Holy Ghost burning on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I dare you to open up your mouth. My God. Hallelujah. You know, Bible theologians are always trying to figure out the miracles of God. And they said, you know, maybe that Jericho wall, when they shouted with a shout, the decibel level was so loud that the walls just shook loose. Come on, somebody. Now listen, 
I don't know how God did it, but I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> I don't mind crying. I don't mind shouting. Sometimes somebody say you got to shout it out. Anybody seen that tough stain? They came up with the, with the, uh, the product. You got to spray it on and let it sit a little while. They say it's shout. You got to shout it out. Anybody got a tough problem in your life? I dare you to open up your mouth and shout it out. Create a decibel level so high in the house that God has to come in and take a breath and say, somebody's praising me. Somebody's giving me glory. Somebody's giving me the honor. I've got to come into the house. I've got to visit new grace. him to keep from losing my mind. I got to praise him to keep the tears from flowing. And sometimes even after the tears flow, I will bless the Lord.
you love him? of speaking in other tongues. 
If you haven't had that experience, come on, I need a praying church. I need a praying church. My God. I need a praying church. Somebody. Come, 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 come. Come quickly. Come boldly. May God bless you. May God keep you. And in the words of District Elder Avery Dumas Jr., we're going to pray that you have no peace until you surrender to the will of God. My God, may God bless you.